Hello everyone! This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 6th, 2020. Strong hand, compete, don't complain, long-term thinking, buying over crying. This game is not rigged. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. I'm offended by selling. One day closer to an all-time high. Hello, my lead friends. Check out the links below. If you have questions, I have answers. Always check out those links below. That's your homework, dudes. You can't understand this, uh, this show without clicking on the links. And you're nothing but an algorithm slave if you don't click on the links, baby. All right. So if you have questions, type in Bitcoin Meister. Do a super chat. I will answer your questions. I get my attention there, people. Now, here is a very interesting tweet from Alex Bosworth. There are two types of people who work in Bitcoin. One type is invested more in their own ventures than in Bitcoin success. The other is more concerned about Bitcoins overall than their own projects. You can usually tell the difference by listening uh, who tells you about trade-offs. Okay, I, I don't, this tweet, this is like the basis of the Bitcoin Inquisition, okay? It's Bitcoin Inquisition people versus Bitcoin individualism. This boils down to this, this tweet. It's the very foundation of Bitcoin Inquisition that you should sacrifice for Bitcoin? That's, what? Uh, that there's a greater good, there, that there's the greater good of Bitcoin. If, if you try to start your own business, if you, you know, get creative with Bitcoin, uh, no, you're, 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 you're not looking out for the, for the greater good of Bitcoin. What's that about, man? I'm, I, I don't agree with this. I think, uh, I think it's, you should be looking out for yourself. When you come to Bitcoin, start your own ventures, create. There is no greater good. Okay. If you do, if, if you look out for yourself in the Bitcoin overlay, if you're living in the Bitcoin overlay, if you're producing, if you're saving, then yeah, it, it'll, that'll be great for the, the, this imaginary nebulous, uh, greater good of Bitcoin. Okay. Um, I don't know the, the, Personal responsibility is a new counterculture, dudes. Your personal responsibility is to yourself. It's not to sacrifice for some other, some no-coiner, for some guy uh, who wants your Bitcoin. Bitcoin, and Bitcoin doesn't care about you, first of all. It doesn't, it doesn't care about you. So it, 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 it's, 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 it's numbers, dudes. So it, if you sacrifice for its greater good, for the greater good, it won't care. You're only going, you're only hurting yourself when you sacrifice for others. Okay. So be great for yourself. Be great. And Bitcoin will be great if you are great. Okay. But tweets like this, this is what the, what the Bitcoin Inquisition is, is built upon. Okay. This, this greater good of Bitcoin, this, you have to follow some strict rules in Bitcoin, be totally loyal to Bitcoin, more loyal to Bitcoin than your own self. No. That, that's that's to me that's not what this is about but hey 
you're welcome to bring that, that those concepts into here. Let the best concepts win. Uh, but for me, uh, I don't put some nebulous concept ahead of myself here. And uh, it seems like a tweet like this is more fit for a mainstream society today where sacrificing for, for, for so-called victims is the, uh, is the cool thing. Okay. Pound that like button. Let's, let's move on. Uh, but anyway, I'm sure Alex is a good dude. HS, HSBC, this big bank, everybody, no one likes big banks. <laughs> apparently this is coming. What, what they have here is we're excited to announce the world's first global decentralized digital trade finance platform using blockchain technology has gone live this week. Oh, man. So we got some buzzwords in there. Uh, I got to say, this story is about a five on the 20 uh, percenter scale. OK, it it's it's never bad for corporations, uh, for, for banks to say we're doing something with blockchain. But this is this is centralized. OK, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. These guys are trying to create their own. I don't know what they're really trying to do over there. OK, uh, it's kind of repetitive. We, we've heard stories like this before. And I do want to say uh, that Whale Panda said, if HFBC tweets about it, then you can be sure of one thing. It's definitely isn't decentralized. Well, that's uh, that, that's a given right there. So I think this story does show somewhat of some progress uh, and, you know, progress is a good thing. Maybe some innovation there. So that's why I give it a five on the, uh, the, the, the 20% or scale. Okay. But you shouldn't be too worried about it. And uh, we'll, we'll probably hear about more banks and, and it, it just, it's just speeding up their traditional, uh, by, by having this private blockchain, or, or, or whatever it is, uh, it, it speeds up their their uh, their transactions or something like that. And again, this was built by R three. If I, I don't know if any of you remember that from from back in the day, but it seemed that that's in the article too. So you can check it out. Uh, I think it is. It's noisy. It's it, it's definitely some crypto noise out there. But there is some, uh, you know, there's there's possibly some legitimate legitimate innovation there and uh you shouldn't let it distract you but it was a big story today wasn't totally clickbait or anything like that so that, that's why it gets a five on the uh 20 percenter scale okay now uh hey everybody i'm TechBalt on twitter t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t uh so retweet and i just put that into the live chat and oh here and rare type of bitcoin meister but i did see something here uh a, an 80 percenter that's here says, see what happened to McAfee? You concerned about that? I talked about it on yesterday's show. As, a, as an 80 percenter, you have no listening comprehension. So you missed it on yesterday's show. If anyone's in, in, in is anyone is interested in that 80 percenter McAfee, uh, check out yesterday's show. I talked about it on yesterday's show. So uh, 
All right, but as that guy that asked the question, clearly eighty percent of he doesn't understand how to follow directions and type in Bitcoin Meister. But I did. I just wanted to give a plug for yesterday's show. But basically, guys, a lot of people missed yesterday's show. It is linked to below. So you eighty percenter, uh, I got you to serve my uh, purposes there. Thank you very much. So uh, what else do we have here? And it's easy to get eighty percenters to serve your purposes. I mean, come on. Uh, they're, they're so gullible. I mean, they'll believe anything. They'll, they'll go with any any trend that the TV tells them. Okay, now uh, here's something that's cyclical. I mean, how many times have we heard, heard this? The saying that this makes me think of is gold and hold. That's the only a positive uh, thing you can get out of this. The Financial Survival Network says mainstream investors are about to pile into gold. Okay, come on. How many times have we, we read this same story over and over again? And I know the guys at the Financial Survival Network, they're trying to do nice things over there. And they're not bad people. Uh, but they've said the same thing over and over and over again. No, mainstream investors are not about to pile into gold. That's a three on the uh, 20 percenter scale, that, that story. So don't pay it too much uh, attention. We've heard it so many times before. So I want to talk about a, a larger a concept that I was thinking about. Uh, this is kind of beyond Bitcoin type of topic, but it's something to keep in mind today that uh, we have a tremendous, uh, what I would call, victim class out there. And in the United States of America, this victim class, there's abundance. OK, they have nice things. There is no scarcity. OK, they can get as much food as they want. OK, um, there are all sorts of social programs in the United States that if you're a victim, uh, if you're a loser, if you're poor, whatever, whatever you want to classify, if you're envious uh, and you don't want to be productive, you want to sit home and smoke, you know what, all day, um, you, you get, get a lot of that. You can get housing. It, it doesn't end, okay? Uh, no one is starving in the United States. But these people like to say, they like to paint this dark picture of society. Oh, it's horrible. We're starving. Uh, we're victims. Okay, and they, they because they have so much time on their hands because of this abundance uh, that that's out there. I mean, they, they don't have to work anymore. That that's the very definition of a a, a post scarcity society, isn't it? We we don't have to work anymore, and everything's given to you. Uh, okay, that's that's abundance. Now now again, they don't have any self esteem because it's all being handed to them, and thus they are envious and. And especially over this fake in income inequality stuff. They see that, you know, someone's making $400,000 a year. They're making $0 a year. They think that's wrong. The person that's uh, that's making $400,000 a year, they have to be forced to, 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 to give to them. And the what I call the aristocracy, the aristocracy I can't even pronounce the word, word of non-value, the aristocracy, the aristocracy. The aristocrats of non-value, okay, the politicians and the leftist intellectuals out there, they are encouraging this victim class to overthrow the productive 20 percenters out there. That's the basis of all of these movements out there, okay, that there's this victim class and the only way that things are going to get better is if they literally overthrow and get rid of 
the 20% of class, and then they will live in a, uh, a utopia of some sort, a Marxist utopia, because that's what Marxism is, is about, obviously, uh, uh, get, getting rid of the, the upper class, and, uh, the, and uh, then uh, there'll be no classes, and everyone will be happy, and, and etc. cetera. Uh, but but the, it, it, the way it's, it's going now is that it's, it's this victim class, okay? So think of it that way, that it, it's not about lower class anymore or versus the upper class. It's the victim class versus the 20 percenter productive class. And so far, and, and so much time is spent on the worries and the, 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 the battle, the proposals by the uh, aristocracy of non-value, that they, they keep bringing it up. It's a total waste of our time, okay? The corporations are very much willing to appease the victim class and create all sorts of programs. And time is money here, okay? All this time being devoted to this battle, this, this revolution, this proposed revolution of the victim class overthrowing the 20 percenter class, um, the productive class, uh, it's, it's taking away from possible innovation. And, and that so don't fall for it. Don't waste your time on, on this. Keep on innovating. Be proud and productive. Call out the envious. So again, um, much, mainstream society today can basically just be summed up by the victim class uh, desire to overthrow and destroy the productive class and those who like to waste time and and worry about uh, promoting this kind of stuff instead of actually being productive. And uh, I mean, they can't face the facts that if you're in the victim class now, you're pretty darn well off, okay? And if you don't wanna be in the victim class, then uh, compete and don't complain, okay? And strive to get that $400,000 a year income. And we're gonna talk about that $400,000 a year income in one second now. Now, there's a, with all everything that I just said in mind, this victim class revolution, uh, despite all their abundance, they, they need to have a revolution. They're so envious, so so envious. We've got, uh, and and then what I the concept I talked about the the aristocracy of of non value, which is the politicians. They 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 need. I mean, in order for them to carry on their ways of life, the politicians and the leftist intellectuals they need to get these people angry. Okay. They, they need these stories. This is how they, I mean, they're poverty pimps. They, 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 this is how they make money by uh, continuing uh, poverty and continuing envy and continuing to put out there that life is horrible. But life isn't horrible for the victims. They're choosing to be victims. Here. They're choosing to have the victim mentality at least. So Nick, who I've had on the show before, uh, he quotes uh, – there's a Bloomberg article that basically says you should spend all your money now, okay? Yeah, and of course, and, and, and not you know passing on uh, gen internet generational wealth. Come on, that that's not cool anymore. And uh, he says fiat li lifestyle. They want you to consume your heart out and be dependent on the government. So yes, that is part of some people's desire out there. They know uh, well, government people. The aristocracy of uh, non-value, uh, 
they they want you to keep consume, 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 because you will have nothing. You will have no savings. You will be dependent on the government and be able to be manipulated. Okay. So the the, the Bloomberg article that promotes this, the concept of bequeathing and inheritance just seems to make less sense today. Instead, why not experience your legacy by spending most of your money in meaningful experiences and investing in the people and causes you believe in? Now, I will say this. Live your life. Live your life and be happy, okay? But to, to vilify passing on wealth to your kids so you, your kids can have a better life, you know, the spend it all now mentality – that is that is not long. The ultimate in long term thinking is is thinking beyond your life. Okay, so no, you, you, if if you if you've got some money, don't starve yourself. Obviously, but uh, hyper consumerism is not for you. It shouldn't be for you if you are a long term thinker. And we are just in this hyper consumer world now, and most people fall for it because they think. If they keep on buying, 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 that they're going to get up to the lifestyle of the people they envy. But you won't. You'll be broke. You'll be more dependent. You'll have nothing. Now, so here's some comments here that I liked. No, you leave it with your kids, grandkids, family, etc. I work hard so I can, one, enjoy life as my wife and I wish, and two, provide a better life than I had to those I'll leave behind. Why would you intentionally detriment your children? Uh, all right. What's that say? Yeah, why would you do that? That's a great way of thinking about it. If, why would you intentionally hurt your children when you, you could pass on something to them? Now, we want boomers to blow all their money on self-indulgence instead of leaving it to their kids. Who might save it instead of spending it? Yeah. So, yeah. Enjoy yourself. Of course, enjoy your life, but just don't spend frivolously for the heck of spending frivolously and uh, forget about uh, your kids. OK, your, your, your kids, they're not strangers. That's not supporting some the kids that you love, that you produce and love. There's there's no crime <laughs> in passing on intergenerational wealth to them. And it just. Uh, we, we've gotten into a, a situation where it's it's better just to sacrifice for others, give away to others you don't know, than to keep it in the family. That's a little weird, isn't it? But that's the way of the world. Now, we talked about the uh, $400,000. People are angry at CNBC uh, because Joe Biden defined $400,000 a year as wealthy. Okay. But CNBC point, rightfully points out that in big cities, $400,000 a year, making $400,000 a year doesn't go as far as you might think. In New York and San Francisco in particular, are you wealthy if you make $400,000 a year? And, and this is the big important thing about society today, and you're trying to fit in. If you make four hundred and today, most people's goal in life is just to fit in. And fitting in is very expensive. And the, some cities like New York, the ultimate in fitting in uh, is New York and San Francisco. And the price to fit in there is incredibly high. How much is your mortgage on your $1 million condo there? 
Okay. How much is your kid's private school tuition a year? 50,000 a year, right? Something like, and you've got two kids. It's a hundred thousand dollars a year right there. How much are your taxes in New York city and, and San Francisco a year? So indeed, all you envious little for making $400,000 a year when you're trying to fit in. And even when partially when you're not even trying to fit in because of all the ridiculous taxes, you're not wealthy. No, you're not wealthy at all. Now, I understand in, in, a, in, a, in the United States, on average, of course, $400,000 a year. It, it's not middle class. All right. It's not upper middle class. even. It, it's I mean, you're, you're doing it, it's a tip of the top. In like in Nebraska, if you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, you're wealthy. Okay, you're wealthy. But in, the CNBC's point is that in these big cities all across America, Seattle, New York, San Francisco, I mean even Chicago, I guess uh, Boston. No, so stop. Think about it, you envious people out there, and, and you shouldn't really worry about how much someone's making four hundred thousand dollars a year or not. Now, Joe Biden. He defines four hundred thousand dollars a year as wealthy, so he so you can tax those people. Those people owe you. They're evil because they're wealthy. You're a victim. They're evil because they're wealthy. Thus, it's totally right to tax them. Okay, why why playing all this stuff, guys? Uh, do the best for yourself. Get the Bitcoin. They can't take that away from you. Okay, and understand that you are not. In debt, you don't have to sacrifice for anything, anybody. If you're making $400,000 a year, you should be proud, okay? You should be proud. You should strive for greatness. The people out there that think it's legitimate uh, to vilify $400,000 a year, they're not, they're not producing, okay? Um, they've, got, they've got some issues, all right? Uh, so, yeah, they, there we go. Now, I also bring up this article of the CNBC controversy. Because in the in the thread where people are complaining and saying, oh, $400,000 a year of people, no, 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 they are wealthy. They are super wealthy. And so many people in America are starving. Here's what someone put. This is a legitimate – this is what's acceptable in, in today and shows you that the revolution – people want this revolution uh, – ridiculous victim revolution here, was going to post a long reply about the average income in this country and the desperate poverty in cities. Yeah, desperate poverty. But this pretty much sums up my feelings on this. And what is this? It's a picture of a guillotine dropping. That's what this person, this person thinks it's legitimate to say, you know, when talking about people making $400,000 a year, their response is a, a guillotine dropping. All right. V very nice. This has become uh, – this is acceptable. Compete, don't complain. Be a freaking unique beast, people. And speaking of unique beasts, on a Friday's This Week in Bitcoin show, Brecky, Brady, and Dennis were all on. It's linked to below. Speaking of another – and I see there's a question out there. Oh, I, it, it, it's good – this question deals with something we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, Avanti, Caitlin Long is in motion, okay? She's starting her Wyoming bank. And even in Wyoming, you have to testify um, uh, to, to the government, okay? I don't know if it's to their uh, to their state senate. I don't know what they call it up there, all right? But there's a video up. There's a video live. You could, Now, it is long. 
And I'm just saying it's newsworthy, okay? It's newsworthy. On a 20%er scale, you don't want to waste too much time waste watching something like this. But I give it a six, okay? Because she, I don't like that there's bureaucracy holding Caitlin Long back. But you see this woman is in motion trying to get the Avanti Bank off the ground. And it's progress. It's real progress. It's linked to below if you want to see how Caitlin Long how she performs uh, in front of a bunch of uh, politicians in Wyoming. That is linked to below. May Avanti come soon enough. And yeah, I don't believe in, in putting my uh, Bitcoin in a Bitcoin bank but it, or a cryptocurrency bank, but it's, it's, uh, uh, it's innovation, okay? Compete, don't complain. She's putting it out there. She's looking out for herself, okay? Is she looking out for Bitcoin, the greater good, or is she looking out for herself? She's looking for, out for herself, okay? But that's great. That's innovation. That's going to help everybody, all right? Going back to that original tweet at the beginning of the show. By the way, I'm a, you're not going to get anything. Everything that I've been talking about today, do you hear stuff like this on other Bitcoin shows? Seriously. I mean, do you, do, or on other all, cryptocurrency shows, whatever. I mean, I'm trying to get you to think here. I'm trying to use my head. All right. There's no there's no uh, bikini babes here, definitely. Uh, and that I even have to point that out is uh, – I shouldn't have to point that out. I shouldn't have had to say that at all. Um, 20 percenters know what I'm talking about. I, I was I was doing that for the 80 percenter crowd, but I really shouldn't even care about that. So there you go. I'm not perfect either. Now, uh, let's uh, I'm far from perfect. Taval Dakris says. Mention uh, <laughs> said something funny, too. Uh, Taval Dakris said, do you believe Monero is trash? That's a harsh word right there, okay? I think it's a waste of time for uh, 20 percenters. How about that? And uh, But thank you for the $5 uh, support, the Canadian $5. Uh, I really appreciate that too, dudes. When uh, There's all sorts of ways to support the show, and you can do it for free over social media by retweeting it. But I like, hey, I like to get the, uh, I like to get the super chats. You know, there's a... When I'm traveling around from one Airbnb to one Airbnb, I'm not spending Bitcoin. I'm spending Taval Dakris's five uh, Canadian dollars. So I, I thank you a lot, man. Um, and yeah, Vention is here. He is in the house. <laughs> He's cracking some funny jokes. So, but but what's the tie-in with what Taval just said and what I'm about to say? Uh, a, a, an article about Litecoin about David Burkett, the guy who's trying to bring a Mimblewimble protocol to Litecoin, which is which is privacy here. Uh, where is my quote? Uh, Burkett is targeting full activation of the protocol sometime next year, noting in a Telegram channel that it will be down to Litecoin's miners and node operators to decide when or even if they want to activate Litecoin's Mimblewimble testnet was previously launched on September 30th, but was postponed due to low community participation. So a lot of people get excited about these, whether it be Monero, whether it be Mimblewimble, whether it be Litecoin, these altcoins, okay? How, it's all cyclical. We've been through this before. We've been talking about David Burkett bringing Mimblewimble to Litecoin for quite some time. And I hope he does it. 
I hope they all innovate. But in the long run, you know, Bitcoin can if these if these things are successful, Bitcoin can um, adopt them. First of all, but at the same time, should you? Why should you be concerned about this if you believe that Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin? All right. I mean, why why should you be get, in, indeed? If they really do implement it on Litecoin, it could pump. It could pump. But are you a gambler? And it appears like where's the interest in all this? This article even implies that there was not as much interest as as, as they as one would think that, that there was a delay of some sort. So I would say this article just reminds us that one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin in terms of my sayings. And don't FOMO on altcoins. That that's what this article of all my sayings, that that article, which I would I would give about a three on the 20 percenter uh, ranking is. Uh, yeah, it's a don't FOMO on altcoins article. And when you bring up Monero, Taval, just the bottom line is don't FOMO on altcoins. That's that's the only thing you need to remember that I try to simplify everything here. Okay, and the simplification for an article like this, and for when someone asks you, "What do you think about Monero?" Don't FOMO on altcoins. Finally, speaking about not not FOMOing on altcoins, and uh, Adam Kalanaki, the boxer, he hasn't boxed since his his loss, or he hasn't had a boxing match since his loss, and I I stopped. I, I hadn't heard about him for a while, but I checked out his Twitter feed. And the dude, you know, a, a, a highly ranked heavyweight boxer who could, you know, get a lot of notoriety again if he gets if he gets a big win, he is still tweeting about uh, about Bitcoin and, and only about Bitcoin. He, he doesn't care about the others. He is a Bitcoin guy. I, I got to give him credit. So, I mean, I'm not a mainstream culture type of guy. He definitely when you're a boxer, you're in the mainstream culture. And he is not just because he lost. He hasn't given up Bitcoin. He's still as big a Bitcoin fan as he ever was. So I give him a lot of credit. Uh, and more people follow him now on Twitter than previously did. So he has he has conviction with Bitcoin. He's still talking about it, and I still think he could be a uh, a great way to transition uh, people from mainstream, you know, valuing their wealth in ridiculous things in, into Bitcoin. So. I hadn't talked about uh, Adam for a while. He's still doing his thing. He's linked to below. Everything that I talk about is linked to below. Let's see if we have any other people asking questions. Uh, no, no one else asked it the proper way. I can't see if you uh, – someone said cool shirt. Yes, it's linked to below. Linked to below. Who is – I I, uh, I always get confused. This this one I, re I got uh, was recently sent to me, and I want to give the guy a uh, – I want to give him a, a shout out. I got so many. This is Lightning Hood, isn't it? Is this? Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Who is this? I got Satoshi. Excuse me. This is SatoshiCorner.com. SatoshiCorner.com. Everyone, please. I'm I, sorry. I just called you the, the wrong name. SatoshiCorner.com. You can get this shirt easily. Link to below. Thank you for this shirt, dude. And thank you, everybody. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister. Pound that like button and just uh, retweet it. Spread, spread the word, dude. We need more 20 percenter uh, voices out there. Uh, well, we don't, we, 
We no, we don't. We don't. There's individuals out there. It will help them if they get a 20 percent of perspective instead of, you know, going further down the doom hole of victim culture. It, it would it, it would be great to get individuals on that individual path uh, faster because we still have dudes that uh, like to, to worry about the Inquisition over Bitcoin individualism. And really, Bitcoin is such such a tool for individuals, you know, to, it gets you into that mindset it, 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 away from mainstream society where collectivism is the way to go, you know, pitting classes of people against classes of people and forgetting about, you know, the basis is the individual accomplishment. And you guys can accomplish a lot here. Go for those accomplishments and the greater, the so-called greater good will also be pleased. All right. See you later. Bye-bye.